What is up, everybody? I'm getting to this a bit later than I wanted to, but the year in review for 2022 is here. I kind of want to start off with kind of my rest of the piece section, kind of list off some people that I kind of followed or always paid attention to, so let's get into it. I had to adjust my mic real quick. Sorry if you couldn't hear me at the start, but it is my year in review. Um, starting off, uh, rest in peace, kind of the rest in peace section, just list off some people and a quick little note about them. And then the entertainment section, and I'll go into, and I'll take a break, and then go into wrestling, take a break, and then do basketball, baseball, take a break, and then go into football, and college sports, and my personal favorite. So I'm not going to try to make it a super long episode, I'm not going to make it a two hour episode, but might be closer to that one hour mark. So let's get into it, starting off the rest in peace section. There's no particular order here, but there's Bob Saget, um, legendary, beloved comedian, um, played Danny Tanner on Full House, Naomi Judd, legendary country singer, Franco Harris, Pittsburgh Steelers Hall of Fame running back, star of the Immaculate Reception. Then you had Mike Leach, uh, the captain of the air raid offense, definitely changed college football. It is what, what he did is what college football is known as today, it's an air raid offense. Um, Bill Russell, um, in terms of championships, the most successful NBA player of all time. Pele, one of the greatest soccer players or football players of all time. Barbara Walters, one of the greatest reporters of all time. She was probably the first female that kind of broke that barrier for all females. Kirstie Alley, you had Ray Guy, former Raiders, former Raiders punter, Hall of Fame punter. You had Kevin Conroy, Conroy the voice of Batman. We will see. We'll be able to see him portrayed as Batman one more time in the video game Gotham Knights. I believe that is out now. You have the rapper Takeoff, part of the uh, rap group Amigos. I'm really not into this new style of rap, the mumble rap people call it, but um, I like a lot of the sounds and some of the style. I kind of like it. Takeoff was one of those guys for the group who's in. You had Robbie Coltrane, um, who played Hagrid in the Harry Potter movies. Um, what I thought was pretty cool is last year, on the first of last year. They had the Harry Potter special on HBO Max, um, a kind of a reunion, a reunion special. And he was on there. He's talking about how, you know, in 50 years, um, people, Hagrid, my, I unfortunately won't be here, but Hagrid will. So you have the rapper Coolio. He passed away as well. Vince Foley, one of the greatest announcers of all time in all of sports. James Conn, one of the greatest actors of all time. He's in my favorite Christmas movie ever. He's also in The Godfather. Uh, Gilbert Gottfried, one of the most beloved comedians ever. Taylor Hawkins, former, uh, he was best known for his work in Foo Fighters, he was a drummer. You also had Scott Hall, one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. Um, bad times don't last, bad guys do. Uh, bad guys do. Um, relax, you're referring to wrestling. And then you had another legendary wrestling announcer, Don West. He passed away as well. Uh, he was uh, a part of TNA, or what is now known as Impact Wrestling, uh, during its um, sort of glory year from like mid 2000s to uh, mid 2010s. So let's uh, let's get into the entertainment section. I kind of want to start off. I know that really wasn't a smooth transition, but I kind of want to get into that. I don't want to dwell on the past. Rest in peace to those to those that have kind of affected my life from my uh, entertainment standpoint, and they they will definitely be missed. But on to the entertainment section. I really want to start off with kind of a, I wouldn't say pioneer, but a modern day, I don't know how to say it, but Taylor Swift. 
Um, she released two albums. You had Midnight's, and then the Midnight's Eat, uh, the kind of the deluxe edition of Midnight's earlier this year. And for fans, and I, I wouldn't really consider myself a fan, but I, I do have some of them. I enjoy some of them. Um, Swifties, Crash Ticketmaster. Yeah, they crashed Ticketmaster. Um, I, my sister, shout out to her, Hannah. You're welcome. Major Swiftie has loved her since she was like three years, as as early as she can remember, even listening to music or knowing what music is. Um, her Era store tour starts in 2023. I like that concept. Again, she's calling it Era. She's kind of going through everything. I don't know if that means she's going to be taking a bit of a break from music, or she's just kind of restarting, kind of like maybe. I don't know, kind of like Eminem did, but, well, Eminem's a different story. He went to rehab. Taylor Swift isn't going to rehab, as far as I know, but he did take a break. You also have what happened at the Oscars earlier this year. Will Smith and Chris Rock, if you remember. Chris Rock made a joke about uh, Jada Smith, uh, Will Smith's wife, uh, saying G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it, um, referring to her being bald. And Jada Smith has alopecia. I don't know if Chris Rock knew that off the head or didn't think of it or what, but we can clearly tell Will Smith it didn't seem to bother him at first, but we could tell something's going on with Will Smith, and it looks like he kind of just snapped. He kind of explained that on, I want to say it was the Today Show. I know he explained it somehow on how, what he was thinking in that moment. He apologized to Chris Rock. Will Smith also released a book this year that I'm going to be reading here pretty soon, or last year that I'm going to be re reading here pretty soon. And he also kind of made a comeback in the movies with Emancipation on Apple TV+. Plus. I will be watching that soon as well. Um, kind of hope Will Smith comes out of that, and I, I hope Chris Rock uh, uh, forgives him at some point. I'm a big fan of both of those guys. I thought that was a all-time blunder, so to speak, in the Oscars. And the slap, very much uncalled for, very disrespectful. You just don't do that. Uh, but I'm, I, to this day, I'm still a big fan of those guys. I hope they both... Uh, have prolonged careers from here on out. So, also one of my favorite music artists, music artists of all time, Eminem was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. If you have not seen that, it is on HBO Max. Honestly, that was probably the only part I watched of it. Um, not really. I watched more than that. But um, my favorite part of that was when Eminem performed "Sing for the Moment," which he kind of uh, sampled "Dream On" by Aerosmith, and Steven Tyler of Aerosmith actually sang the first part of that song. Um, the first part of Dream On, and then Eminem came out and performed Sing for the Moment. So I thought that was really cool. You got to see Robert Pattinson as Batman, my opinion on that. I think he makes a pretty good Batman, and kind of a weird Bruce Wayne, but I, I do like it. It's kind of a darker style of Batman. Um, you also got to see Val Kilmer return as Iceman, despite his battle with throat cancer. If you ever did see uh, Top Gun Maverick, uh, which came out in May of this year, you got to see... Um, he did speak. He had a scene with Tom Cruise, and it was, it was it was pretty cool. It was touching. It was motivating. Almost loved every bit of it. From the Marvel, from a Marvel universe standpoint, you had the multiverse of madness. Doctor Strange two, um, Spider Man No Way Home kind of kicked that off. Actually, Loki kind of kicked that off. That was twenty twenty one. In twenty twenty two, multiverse of madness came out. Um, I thought it was pretty good. Um, there were some unnecessary expectations with that because of Spider Man No Way Home. People kind of got to temper their expectations. Um, new year, new me, fresh start. Let's stop. Let's temper the expectations with Marvel. Let's also ask Marvel to shoot for quality over quantity. I'd say it's a good to have 
two or three movies out in a year, and since they're having two Gucci shows out, out and out on Disney Plus, I think they should have two or three movies out a year, and then two or three TV shows out. And honestly, maybe two, two and two. There's, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Multiverse of Madness was great. We got to see John Krasinski as uh, Mr. Fantastic, uh, Dr. Reed Richards. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. I don't know if he's going to be the actual one for Fantastic Four. That was kind of Kevin Feige, the leader of Marvel, um, did say that that was kind of more so for the fans. So I don't know where they're going to go with that, but I, th I think it'd be pretty cool to keep him as uh, Mr. Fantastic. And then there is the DC Universe reboot. Um, if you saw Black Adam, spoiler alert, I have not seen it yet, but I saw what happened with the credits. Um, I think I've kind of explained this before, but James Gunn is now the head of DC, and somebody else is the head of the financial side, the business side, but he's the head of the creative side, and I think it's pretty good. Um, no movies that are supposed to be coming out under the old DC. They're, none of those are supposed to be canceled or anything. I, I know I said that wrong, but James Gunn has taken over, and Henry Cavill and The Rock kind of got together. It was looking like Henry Cavill would come back as Superman if you saw the post credit scene. And that's not happening. Do I, am I happy about that? Not necessarily, but I am looking forward to the idea of that. Because DC does need a fresh reboot. And I think if you can, can kind of make it like the animations, because DC has a great animation department in terms of TV shows and cartoons. Um, that is the entertainment side of things for 2022. Again, we had a DC, re DC reboot. One of my favorite Marvel movies, Multiverse of Madness. Val Kilmer returned as Iceman again despite his battle with Pro Panther. Robert Pattinson came back as Batman. Eminem was inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You had the Will Smith and Chris Rock situation, and then Taylor Swift popped off. So I'm going to take a quick break, and then it's going to get into wrestling and probably basketball. And I'll take another break and talk the rest. Thank you. Stay tuned. I want to start off. I think I'll start off with uh, Undertaker, one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time, one of the greatest guys of all time. You watched the last ride. No, not the last dance. That was Michael Jordan. This is a different goat. The last ride is Peacock. Look it up. It's a five-part series. Uh, <clears throat> kind of goes through the last few years of his career and what he decides to do. What he, uh, what he what he thinks of retirement, and if he'll ever fully retire. And he was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Fine. He was, only had what, three losses? Two losses all time at WrestleMania. I believe those losses were to Barack Lesnar and Roman Reigns. I believe he almost lost to Bray Wyatt. He was an 11 time world champion, if I'm not mistaken. He was on the top of the professional wrestling world almost full time for 20 plus years. And for and 30 altogether. 
and in my opinion, he's kind of cool with this, is because of his name. Next up, you have Randy Orton celebrating 20 years of wrestling. He might be, him and The Undertaker might be tied for longest full-time wrestlers ever. Randy Orton might break that streak. However, unfortunately, um, let's back up a little bit here. He was kind of talking about how he wanted to wrestle full-time until he was 50 years old. That would put him at almost exactly 30 years. Then, unfortunately, not long after, he had suffered a back injury that was lingering and is now looking like his career might potentially be over, unfortunately. Maybe that's a spin. Maybe it's kayfabe. Maybe it's... Maybe it's been a little bit of both fake and not, so maybe he will come back. It's just won't be full-time like he wanted to. But, uh, unfortunately, he's out with an injury right now, but I am looking forward to seeing him back as soon as he could. If he can. You also had, let's go through a bit of drama here. All Elite Wrestling. CM Punk. One of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. I don't care what anybody says. Um, on Labor Day weekend, he was involved in the media scrum at AEW's All Out. And during the media scrum, and the media scrum is basically like a post conference or a press conference for uh, for wrestling. It's like a, a post game interviews and football, baseball, basketball, all that. Um, to start off, he had beef with Colt Cabana, an old friend of his. They were on the end of Midwest independent wrestling scene for the longest time in the early 2000s, mid 2000s. They were part of the Ring of Honor. Um, he joined AEW in 2021 when Cabana was there. But um, now Cabana is part of ROH again, Ring of Honor. Um, Punk had, was quoted during his media scrum saying, My problems, I wanted to bring a guy with me to the top that did not want to see me at the top. He said, call it gender, gender, uh, whatever, he said, Whatever it is, you can call it jealousy, envy, whatever it is. Um, his relationship with Cabana ended long before he paid all of the bills. He also went after the elite, the EVPs of AEW. Yes, they are. They actually do a whole EVPs, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. He said, what did I ever do in this world to, to get to deserve an empty-headed bleep, dumb bleep like he man Adam Page to go out on national te television and bleeping go into business for himself? He asked for what? What did I ever do? I didn't do a dang thing. Basically just went off on everybody, kind of lost it, which is kind of weird. He left WWE because they weren't professional and they didn't know what they were doing. He wasn't having fun anymore. And when he arrived in AEW, he said he had, there was a lot of young talent in the back that he wanted to work with. And then he basically took his ball and went home because he didn't get his way. I love CM Punk. I love his attitude. Well, I don't love his attitude. I love his in-ring ability. I love his interest music, cult personality, living color, one of the greatest songs of all time. But he is a... He is an all-time talent, but an all-time crappy. Then you also have MJF, Maxwell Jacob Freeman, who is probably going to be the hottest free agent in professional wrestling in 2024. And I could see him going into the WWE. And I don't know if this was scripted or not, but MJF had a similar pipe bomb incident like CM Punk had back in 2011 with the WWE. Basically ending off his rant, speaking to Tony Khan, the owner of AEW, 
and yelling, fire me, you bleeping mark, fire me, fire me, as Mike cut off. Again, was this part of the script or not? I don't know. But AEW was wild in 2022, and definitely from a creative standpoint and a product standpoint, took a deep dive. When Vince McMahon was investigated for paying off women, again, this paying off women that he had relations with within the company, using his own money and the company's money. Vince McMahon was then, had then retired, although I'm sure he was forced to retire. Triple H took over as head of creative. Stephanie McMahon took over the business side, of the uh, professional side of things, the talent side of things, and Nick Khan took over the business side of things as well. The product for WWE has been much better since then. It has not been perfect. It's not the New England Patriots of 2007. Oh, wait, that's not them. They're not perfect either. But it basically has been close to the Patriots and the Dolphins of 72. That almost that perfect. Storyline's been better. The sport-like atmosphere is there. You also have, and before all this happened, before all this like, would happen with just a man, this is probably one of the things that, uh, the that broke the camel's back. Sasha Banks and Naomi. Sasha Banks is now, she's actually Snoop Dogg's cousin, tidbit there is now a free agent in wrestling. She never came back. Naomi, I'm sure she, I believe she's a free agent as well, walked out in May of 2022 on Monday Night Raw because of creative differences and why the women's tag team championships were not treated well and not treated with respect. They have yet to come back. There were talks of them coming back when Triple H took over, but it never happened. I hope it does one day. I think Sasha Banks is my favorite. Sasha Banks is my favorite female wrestler in this era. Um, all time, I actually would put her up there above Taylor. Uh, Taylor. Trish Stratus. You also had my favorite. Well, not my favorite. Other things my favorite. Then it's The Rock. Then it's John Cena, who celebrated his 20 years. 20 straight years, along with Randy Orton. He has wrestled a match every year since 2002. 2022, 21, 2019. 2018, 2017, and so on. I don't think John Cena will ever fully retire, but when that day comes, it will be a set, for sure. Moving on to basketball, a team that no one expected to be even remotely decent, while they have the roster. I mean, they've said that they are like the Los Angeles Chargers or the Atlanta Falcons of the NBA the past 15 years or so. They have the talent, but they don't have the coach, or they have the injuries. Or they're just not good. But they, they, they have a decent roster. Of course, I'm speaking about the Sacramento Kings, who hold right now a 19-16 and 16 record. And this is because of the likes of people who, and points per game, De'Aaron Fox, 23. The Bonnets, their new star center, 18.6. Looks like the Sacramento Kings can't put on a bit of a run. To finally make the NBA playoffs for the first time since 2004, 2005. They are now the longest team in all major four sports hockey, football, baseball, basketball since the Seattle Mariners made it last year. I believe they will be back in the playoffs soon. You had LeBron James. Some call him the GOAT. I don't. I think he's top five. I don't think he's number one, but he is top five. Moved into second all-time in scoring, right behind Green. 
you had San Antonio Spurs head coach Greg Popovich become the all-time winningest head coach in NBA history. You had the Golden State Warriors win their fourth, fourth ever title. Clay Thompson, in the midst of that, returned after 941 days due to multiple injuries. You had some you had the 75th anniversary team reunite. Reunite at the All-Star Game. To commemorate the league's 75th year, the NBA announced their 75-man list featuring the greatest players of all time, highlighted by names like Green, Bill Russell, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, and so many other current and future Hall of Famers. All 50 members of the NBA's 50th anniversary team were on this list, as were 11 active players in Giannis Antetokounmpo, Carmelo Anthony, Stephen Curry, Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant, James Harden, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Damian Lillard, Chris Paul, and Russell Westbrook. Just the moment alone of those that were a part of this historic list that were in attendance that night, coming out on the floor to be recognized and stand together, stand together as the greatest of all time, was so moving and quite honestly, it is something that leaves you speechless. No matter who your favorite NBA player is all time, they were likely recognized as one of the 75 greatest players to ever play and to have many of them in the same arena. My two favorite are Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. Unfortunately, Kobe could not be there. He did pass away almost three years ago, which is weird to think about with how, how far we've come since that ugly 2020. Something cool to see, you had Kobe Bryant um, in 2020, his name his uh, name was added to the All-Star MVP. All-Star MVP trophy, so now as the Kobe Bryant trophy. Now, a couple highlights here. The MVP award will now come with the Michael Jordan trophy. The Defensive Player of the Year trophy has been named the, after Hakeem Olajuwon. The Rookie of the Year trophy has been named for Wilt Chamberlain. And also, Clutch Player of the Year will have a trophy named after Jerry West. That is the wrestling and basketball in 2022. Kind of run it down real quick. Undertaker, Hall of Fame. CM Punk, all-time athlete, all-time wrestler, all-time crybaby. Vince McMahon, retired after he paid off. Cody Rhodes, I never, I never covered this. My bad. I was looking through my list. I never covered that. Cody Rhodes actually returned to WWE after a six-year hiatus and had a heck of a run versus Seth Rollins, a three-match three match run with Seth Rollins. Unfortunately, he did tear his pec in training for that final match against Seth Rollins in Hell in a Cell, one of the greatest Hell in a Cell matches in modern-day history. But that's him. He, will be, he should be back by the Royal Rumble, maybe before. He might return tonight. MJF, again, he had his rant. Sasha Banks and Naomi walked out. Randy Orton, 20 years. John Cena, 20 years for the NBA. You had Sacramento Kings, Golden State Warriors, Sacramento Kings kind of coming back to life after so long. Golden State Warriors won their fourth title. Clay Thompson returned after 941 days. LeBron, second all-time in scoring. The award name changes like Michael Jordan, Hakeem, Jerry West, Greg Popovich, all-time winning as head coach in the 75th anniversary team. We uh, uh, united at the NBA All-Star Game in Cleveland earlier uh, last year. Now I'm going to take a break and move on to baseball and football. Stay tuned.
bit of a change up here. Instead of doing football and then uh, football and baseball, I'm going to do college sports and baseball. And then I'm going to end off with football and my personal favorites. And that will be my year in review 2022. Um, I kind of wanted to make it a bigger episode, but not too long. That's why I've kind of not skimmed through them. So if I've talked too fast, I apologize. But kicking it off with the NIL deals, those really went into place this year. And I'm not really breaking down any highlights of those or like big names that transferred. I'd rather kind of do that as the season goes along just for more stuff to talk about. Um, but the NIL is basically like NFL free agency and kind of go wherever. I, it's not really during the season, it's after the season or prior to the season. But uh, it's definitely changed the shape of college football. For Kansas State, in my opinion, it was their best recruiting class of 2022 of all time. Um, I'll get into them when I go into my personal favorites. But um, the NIL and college football and college sports in general is it's amazing. I love what it's doing for college sports. Um, you had a Nick, you had, not Nick Saban, I'll get into that in a second. Uh, Primetime, Deion Sanders went from Jackson State and HBCU to a Power 5 school in Colorado. He brought some guys with him. Um, he's really set the tone for college sports as well. I think the NILs and Primetime himself have kind of set a new tone for college sports. Um, I don't know how he'll do. I actually think Colorado will be rather average for the next couple of years but I think he's definitely going to bring them out of their slump they've been in as of late. You saw the Kansas Jayhawks defeat North Carolina to win the 2022 NCAA Men's National Championship. Um, they defeated number eight North Carolina Thunder Hills 72 to 69. They had overcame a 15 point deficit at halftime. It is the largest national championship history to capture their first title since 2008. It is Kansas' first fourth national championship in program history and the second for Bill Self. KU is now actually the leader and uh, wins all time in college basketball. They don't hold the most championships. I believe that's Duke for Kentucky. I have a feeling I'm wrong on those as well, but I know it's not KU. But they do lead all all-time wins overall. You also saw Coach K retire from coaching. Um, at Duke and, well, not at Duke, just in general. He coached Duke from 1980 to 2022, 42 years. Overall record, 1,202 uh, wins to 368 losses. He had five NCAA tournament championships, 91, 92, 01, 2010, and 2015. Three-time Naismith College Coach of the Year with his most recent in 99. He was inducted in the Basketball Hall of Fame in 2001 and inducted in 2006 to the College Basketball Hall of Fame. He has three gold medals in 2008, 2012, 2016 um, for the men's national basketball team. And he is possibly one of the greatest coaches of all time in all sports. You also got to see the birth of TCU, the Horned Frogs, college football make their statement. They had one loss all year to my Kansas State Wildcats in the Big 12 Championship. Um, however, TCU did knock off Michigan in the college football playoff, 51-45. to I'll react to that more in the next episode um, for later this week. Um, but they are headed to the college football playoff, to the uh, national championship. It is the first Big 12 team to win a college football playoff game. Um, they were 0-4 in previous games. Were all of those OU? 
You also had a bit of a beef. As you know, Texas A&M had their best recruiting class of all time. Didn't amount to much because, you know, saying something sucks is not a take, and saying a team choked is not a take. That's a classic Jim Rome. That's a Jim Rome-ism. But saying something sucks is not a take. But Texas A&M sucked. And they had the best recruiting class of all time this past year. Not the best recruiting class, but the best recruiting class for Texas A&M. And it didn't do anything. They had how many games? Three? Four? Nick Saban pointed that out, saying they bought every player using name, image, and likeness deals while insisting his team did it the right way, adding, we didn't want, we didn't buy one player, all right? Fisher fired back being personal by calling Saban a narcissist, mockingly asserting that Saban thinks he's God, even challenging the notion of Saban's greatness, adding, he's the greatest ever. When you've got all the when you've got all the advantages, it's easy. They had that beef, they ended up feeding it up, but I thought it was one of the, most, one of the uh, highlights in terms of drama of college football. You don't get a lot of drama in the offseason in college football, in my opinion, um, unless there's some sort of scandal or some sort of beef. Moving on to baseball. Aaron Judge moved into sixth all-time in regular season home runs. No, seventh. He had 62. If you guys remember, actually, if you guys remember watching college football earlier in the year, um, at the end of the regular season, um, every time there was a college football game, I was like, oh, let's cut into Aaron Judge. Has he hit 62 yet? He did. He did. And he did resign with the Yankees a nine-year, $400 million contract, $400 million contract, if I'm not mistaken. Might be, might be wrong on that, that last number, but it was nine years. You also had J-Rod, and the Seattle Mariners make the playoffs for the first time since 2001. They won the wild card. Unfortunately, they did not win the divisional series. I believe they were swept by the Astros. You saw Miguel Cabrera join the 3,000 hit club. And he actually does prepare to retire in 2023, but he does not want to leave baseball. So I don't know if he wants to go into coaching, announcing, analyst, umpire, ground crew, Hot dogs stand outside the stadium. I don't know. <laughs> but he is, doesn't plan to retire this year, but he does not want to leave his sport. I am interested to see what he does. Even though he is a Detroit Tiger, I think he's an all-time great player and an all-time good guy. You saw Bryce Harper kind of return to form after his days with the Washington Nationals and also being compared to Mike Trout. It was basically like the West Coast is ran by Mike Trout, the East Coast is ran by Bryce Harper, or the National League is ran by Bryce Harper, the American League is ran by Mike Trout, either way. But he did return to form and won the National League MVP or National League Championship Series MVP. Albert Pujols retired along with Coach K. Had a career batting average of 296, 3,384 hits, 703 home runs, 2,218 runs batted in. Remember, he did play with the Cardinals from 2001 to 2011. The Angels from 2012 to 2021, uh, same as the Dodgers from 21. 11-time All-Star, two-time World Series champion, three-time NL, NL MVP. Rookie of the Year in 2001, NLCS MVP in 04. Two-time Gold Glove Award winner, six-time Silver Slugger Award winner, Silver Slugger Award winner, sorry. Two-time NL Hank Aaron Award, NL Comeback Player of the Year, 
Roberto Clemente Award in 08, the National League Fighting Champion in 2003, two-time NL Home Run Leader in 2009-2010, and the NL RBI Leader in 2010 as well. Thank you, Pujols, for what you did for baseball. Not thank you for playing for the wrong team in Missouri. <laughs> Another tidbit of news, if you go to this ESPN article, I'll kind of run it down for you. It explains the rule changes that we will see in 2023 that were established in September of last year. First off, the shift, the new rule. At the time a pitch is thrown, there will, be, there will need to be four infielders on the dirt and two on each side of the second base. Players will be able to move as soon as the ball leaves the pitcher's hand. If the hitting team reaches base and runners advance, and this is how it will be enforced, on a ball hit under the violation, the game proceeds without penalties. If the play has any other consequences, an out, a sacrifice, etc., the hitting team can decide either to accept the penalty, which would add one ball to the hitter's count, or decline it and the play was safe. What they're trying to change, the league-wide batting average is down to 243 this season, the lowest since 1968. A lack of singles in particular is at the heart of the decline, which is this year's rate of 5.35 per team, the fourth lowest in MLB history, and the 2021, 2020, and 2019 seasons still in three spots ahead of this year on the all-time list. Most players are on board with eliminating the chip. And I am too, I got tired of the chip. I think it looks very poor on the team and you, you, you're kind of embarrassed when all five guys are on one side of the field and the hitter hits to the left. When really they're saying, oh, analytically this player hits to the right 50% of the time, so he's probably gonna hit to the right and one time he hits to the left, he gets an easy infield single or, or better. There is a pitch clock, which I don't know how to feel about this, but I'm kind of excited to see it, the new rule. Pitchers will have 15 seconds to throw a pitch with the bases empty. 20 seconds with a runner on base. Hitters will need to be in the batter's box with eight seconds on the pitch clock. If a pitcher, uh, how will it be enforced? Sorry, that's a new rule. How will it be enforced if a pitcher has not started the motion to deliver a pitch before the expiration of the clock will be charged with the ball? That's actually really cool. If a batter's delay is entering a box, he will be charged with a strike. What they're trying to change, the average time of a nine inning major league game in 2022 is three hours, four minutes, which is actually a six minute decline from 21's all-time high, but the time of game has been risking consistently since first crossing the three-hour mark in 2014. While it is not correctly correlated, StatCast pitch tempo tracker shows 108 pitchers have averaged at least 20 seconds per pitch to base empty this season, led by Atlanta Braves closer Kenley Jansen at 26.1 seconds between pitches. Also, pickoffs. Pickoffs are now considered one version of disengagements, which consists of any time that the pitcher makes a pickoff attempt, makes a pickoff, or steps off the rubber, as well as when the defense requests time. Pitchers are allowed two disengagements per plate appearance without penalty. How will it be enforced? After a third step off, the pitcher will be charged with the ball, unless at least one defensive player advances a base. What they're trying to change. A lack of action on the base pass has been a concern of MLB's and recent attempts to improve the aesthetics of the sport, which stolen bases per team down to 0.51 per game in 2022. 
There will also be bigger bases. Bases will be increased from 15 inches to 18 feet. I'm kidding, 18 inches. What they're trying to train is the increase in the size of the bases to reduce injuries around them while, and while increasing full and base attempts. I like all these rule changes. I think the pitch clock is the most interesting. I'm actually very excited for the upcoming baseball season. I'm also very excited for college sports as a whole this next year or so, mainly because personally Kansas State football is on a rise. KU football is on a rise. I'm a Jayhawks fan. It's just moving around so much. I've always been a KK fan. Well, in Kansas, but moving around so much, I've always wanted to see Big Brother, so to speak, that you succeed, just because I'm a private Kansas private. But one more segment to go: football and my personal favorite, and that will be the end of my end in, my year-end review of 2022. Again, I wanted to do this earlier, but you know what? Why not? Stay tuned. Let's get into football. The GOAT, Tom Brady, retired last year. And in that quick pause I just had, he unretired. Yes, he retired and unretired, came back. He's looked off and on this year, maybe due to his personal life with the divorce of Giselle, and maybe not seeing his kids as often. Um, he, maybe the hiring of Coach Bolt, well, the hiring of Coach Bolt replacing the retiring of Bruce Arians, which kind of, was kind of weird with Brady retiring and Bruce Arians retiring, and then Tom Brady unretiring. Of course, you know, I had that speculation of him going to Dolphins before the thing with Bill Belichick and Brian, uh, Brian, Brian Flores, gosh, Brian Flores uh, was fired, fired with the Dolphins, fired by the Dolphins. You know, in 2023, hopefully I can speak more clear. I can speak clearly now. Try that. That's, new, that's my New Year's resolu resolution with Instant Sports Entertainment, along with transferring this to video for the Spotify users and some interviews. Yeah, some interviews planned. But Brady retires and retires. The Bucks did just place the NFC South. Brady is headed to the playoffs. Now, after seeing Brady and Rogers struggle all year, it looks like they're both going to be in the playoffs. I'll come with Super Bowl 56, one of the greatest Super Bowls in recent memory, in my opinion between the Los Angeles Rams and Cincinnati Bengals. You finally got to see Matthew Stafford win a ring. Aaron Donald and Sean McVay both deserve it as well. Was very much happy for Matthew Stafford. He had a bit of an injury scare, a spinal injury, but it looks like he will be back next year. It looks like the Los Angeles Rams will be back. They had a full-on extent of the Super Bowl hangover with all the injuries and just, just a lot of injuries. Like Stafford, I think he was just injured. You had the AFC Championship. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs bowing down to the Cincinnati Bengals, blowing a 21-3 lead, and Mahomes in the second half playing like he didn't belong. He played like he didn't belong. The Cincinnati Bengals are the Kansas City Chiefs' dad. Joe Burrow is my father. He's not my real father. He's not my father, but you get my point. I'm actually rooting hard for the Bengals tonight. And I actually think they win. I think uh, when it comes down to the three powerhouses in the AFC between the Bengals, Bills, and Chiefs, Bengals have virtually no weaknesses. Yeah, you could say they're offensive line, but the Bills' offensive line can't block when it comes to running. 
Chiefs offense is just has no killer instinct. So, got to give it to the Bengals. I think there's a possibility Bengals win out and somehow get the number one seed. I clearly see the Chiefs losing. I'm, I, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, let's, let's hold that off. Um, J- uh, Jacksonville Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence get just what they need. Jaguars and Sunshine get just what they need. They need a legitimate NFL head coach in Doug Peterson. Thought they would get Eric Bieniemy. Kind of wish they got Brian Flores, but they got an offensive-minded head coach, which is perfect, perfect for Trevor Lawrence, who has played his butt off this year. Yes, he saw that has a turnover issue, but they really don't have that big-body number one receiver. They got a lot of speed on offense, but they don't really have a big-body number one receiver you can kind of throw it up to. But they're sitting at eight and eight. They're most likely going to win the AFC South this Saturday night. Tyree Hill and the Chiefs. Tyree Hill was looking to sign an extension with the Chiefs. And Tyreek Hill decided to go to Miami. He had a bunch of lies over the offseason about how the Chiefs treated him, about his, about his targets. I'm not saying lies because I'm a Chiefs fan, I'm a big bias. I, what I'm saying is he said he wanted A.J. Brown money. A.J. Brown wasn't signed until after. Maybe he was just saying that by speculation, but he was saying, well, this was after A.J. Brown was created. No, it wasn't. Then he said... Then he said that he didn't get enough targets. How many times did he get 30 targets or less? Go ahead, I'll wait. At least in recent memory. Maybe in the Alex Smith days, maybe less. But the Mahomes days, there's, I, I could go through, all, go through them all. There was no days, he, no games where he had three targets or less. Just didn't happen. Moving on to my personal favorites, Whit Merrifield basically gives a middle finger to the Kansas City Royals. The series prior to Toronto, the reports come out that a lot of the players for the Royals could not go because of their vaccination status. And this is not a political thing, this is not a get your vaccine thing. This is Whit Merrifield did not want to get the vaccine, did not believe in getting the vaccine. That's fine, that's on him, that's his personal choice, I'm not going to judge him. But he would have done, he came out and said he would have done it if they were in preparation for the playoffs. And he kind of said it in a way that he was on a better team. That was in playoff. And while that doesn't sit right with me as a Royals fan and me being a fan of Whit Merrifield, I get it. The Kansas City Chiefs kind of screwed over players like Eric Perry, Justin Houston, Tony Gonzalez, by not putting together a winning team. Now, Eric Berry and Justin Houston were on a winning team with Mahomes. But the way they treated him at the end of their career with the Chiefs didn't care for it. That's why Chiefs fans wonder where Eric Berry's at because he's kind of falling off the face of the earth out of the limelight. Um, no, he just wants nothing to do with the Chiefs because they refuse to pay him. They refuse to believe in him. Same with the Royals. They refuse to put a great team around with their Yeah, you have Salvador Perez. What else do you have? That's it. That's all you have. But Merrifield is a good player. Is he an all-time great player like Tony Gonzalez or Eric Berry? On the football side of things, no, not at all. But it was fun to watch. He was electric. He's good. And he could have been a staple for the Royals if they would have kept everything together. Which leads me to Bobby Witt Jr. and letting the kids play. Bobby Witt Jr., Nick Prato, Prato, Vinny Pascatino. There's a couple other guys. Drew Waters. Brought all these kids in. There's the Royals were full of energy on the field. 
they updated their coaching staff. I'm not going to get into that. That's more so closer to baseball season and kind of picking on what I think will happen. But I like the decisions they made in the offseason. And I, I wish Whit Merrifield didn't go, but I, I get it. You also had Kansas State football. They were 10-4 and four this year, ranked number nine to end the season. You know, I, I really like Chris Kleiman and what he's doing with this program. They've, they've definitely elevated themselves every year, except for the 2020. That was a bad year. But it has worked out so far. They made the Big 12 championship. They defeated two TCU, 31-28. They had three blunders of a game, actually two blunders. Lost to Tulane, which turns out Tulane is good. They're ranked number 16, taking on USC right now as I speak. Third quarter, about to be the fourth quarter. Yeah, it's the fourth quarter right now. Um, they are losing right now 30-35 to USC. So, wasn't a bad loss. They lost to Texas, that's probably their only bad loss. They lost to TCU and TCU, or at TCU after they had to go down to their third string quarterback, 28 to 38, after being 28 head, 28 to 10 and a half. And in the Big 12 championship, they just played perfect. They took their shots. They threw their punches and won the Big 12. And then you go to the Sugar Bowl, Sugar Bowl against Bama, I had a feeling that K-State would not win. But I thought it would be close. I thought it would be like a 10 point game. I think I predicted 34 to 24. Alabama took over by seven. I, had, I expected them to go over and cover just by a little bit. Kansas State, that, that type of David versus Goliath, you got to throw punches, and they were, and K-State was landing them. And at the end of the second half there, or at the end of the first half there, they just kind of bit them in the butt. Missed out on one of the punches, and Alabama just said, you know what, we got to wake up. And they did, and they won 45-20. You know what, it's a great stepping stone for Kansas State. Same with KU football. Not really a personal favorite, but I want to shout them out. Jalen Daniels was playing like a Heisman winner before maybe everyone on that team got hurt, including Jalen Daniels. Lance Leipold, Chris Kleinman, I'm telling you right now, those two guys will be at the top of the Big 12 next year. I would guarantee it. I would bet on it if it weren't for TCU and the arrival of Arch Manning into the Big 12, along with BYU, UCF, Houston, and Cincinnati. Now, do I think those four teams, uh, the four teams I just mentioned, be at the top of the Big 12 instead of Texas, K-State, KU, and TCU? No. But right now, those top four, K-State, Texas, TCU, KU, in no particular order. That's how I think it'll play out. You also saw a college basketball coach of Kansas State, Bruce Weber, was fired. I did not like this hire from the start. It was a petty move because of the relationship between Bruce Weber and Bill Self, or the history between Bruce Weber and Bill Self. They fired him and fired Jerome, fired Jerome Tain. So far, so good. Kansas State is 12-1 and, and just knocked off number 24, West Virginia, in overtime by a final score, 82-76 to this past Saturday. You saw John Cena debut as Peacemaker in the HBO Max 10-episode series. All right, well, 10 episodes, season one. Season two is confirmed. We just do not have a release date yet. Same with Fields on Stars, starring Stephen Amell, the professional wrestling show. Um, literally a show, which technically Monday Night, Monday Night Raw is a show as well as SmackDown, but 
I think that shows one of the best work DC has done in a long time, along with James Gunn. I also got into the show Yellowstone. You guys know, after football season, I kind of take a break with sports. I still watch, I still follow for my podcast, but I still take a break with watching sports for a couple weeks. I just kind of binge watch TV shows, I read, I do schoolwork, I go to work, whatever. I started watching Yellowstone, and I'm telling you right now, when it comes to Yellowstone in 1883, I finished all, that's 50 episodes, 10 episodes for four seasons for Yellowstone, 10 episodes for 1883, finished those and maybe three weeks. And yeah, I was working at the time, finished those, and yeah, I was in school, finished those in three weeks. I love that show, can't wait to see it return in the summer for second part of season five. I was a little disappointed seeing that was going to not be happening back until summer, I thought maybe it would wait until after 1923 or um, sometime in the spring, but in the summer, which I think is a good thing. A lot of these TV shows have a habit of going on and on and on, and really not a break in between. It, may, it leaves you wanting more. It doesn't leave you thinking, okay, this is enough. We need to stop. Like I, I think it's perfect. Especially with the debut of kind of the 4-6's show with starring Jimmy. I don't remember his name, but Jimmy. Um, I think that'll be a good one. You also saw Better Call Saul, the Breaking Bad saga, finally come to an end. You also saw the Vampire Diary saga come to an end with Legacy's ending. I'm not covering that. I did like the season finale, but I kind of covered that when it ended, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. But Better Call Saul, you kind of saw Jimmy McGill's ego get ahead of him and said, you know what, I did it, it was all me. Um, Heisenberg would not have been a thing if it weren't for me. Walter White would not have been a thing if it weren't for me. He would have been dead a long time ago. And he got put to prison for life. Also, 13 seconds. You know, I never thought I'd see the Chiefs make a Super Bowl, let alone four straight AFC championships, which doesn't mean much to some people, but for me, it does. And doing it in the fashion they did against the Bills, tying the game with 13 seconds and winning it in overtime, nothing against the Bills. I have all the respect in the world for Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. You guys know me. There's too much hate in this world politically and just in general, religiously. I'm not going to hate on sports teams. I'm going to talk my trash. I'm going to get frustrated with teams like the Longhorns and Chicago White Sox because they do irk me. But I do not hate them. I do not hate their fans. I do not hate anything in sports or anyone. But the Bills, for some reason, that felt sweet beating them like that. I don't know why. Meanwhile, I'm rooting for the Bengals, like I said. But that is my year year in review. I want to say Happy New Year to all of you. Have a happy and safe one. I hope you achieve all the goals you want to achieve. Hope you stay healthy. Hope you stay safe. And let's get through 2023. Can this be considered the Jordan year? 23. Let's call it the Jordan year. That is MC Sports Entertainment, my 2022 year in review, episode 98. We are two episodes away from 100. I will pick up something special for that one as well. Thank you again. Have a happy and safe new year. I'm out. Mm-hmm.